0: Sorry, but Gilbert won't be able to play with you boys till later this afternoon.
1: The Outline, World Dispatch. It's Wednesday, October 25th, 2017. I'm Adrienne Jeffries. Today, I'm talking to Anne Derek Gaillot about standing. Here's the Dispatch Culture. I'm here with Anne Derek Gaillot, my co worker and writer for the Outline. Anne has been covering both the stan beat and the dictionary and language beat for a while, and now those two beats have converged. Anne, what's going on? Hey, Adrian. So, Joshua Topolsky, our editor-in-chief, came to me
2: with a really interesting question. Who was the first person to use the word stan as a verb? So, as most people know, The word stan comes from Eminem's 2001 song, Stan, about an obsessive fan. And it means an obsessive fan. Um, But it can be used as a word, as a verb, like I stan for Rihanna, or I'm always standing for Rihanna, or like I'm always going to stan for Rihanna. So um, we just wanted to know where that came from. So I Googled, obviously, I looked at Urban Dictionary, but then I decided to just check out what the situation was with Oxford English Dictionaries.
1: So you you spoke to the head of U.S. Dictionaries for Oxford Dictionaries. I spoke to
2: Catherine Martin, who is head of U.S. Dictionaries at Oxford University Press. At Oxford,
3: we have this shared resource called LEMUR, which is a database where we store suggestions for new words. And I'm
2: logging into it now, so I can tell you when. And we talked about the word stan which is in oxford dictionaries but it is not in the oxford english dictionary i need to make this really clear so lexicographers don't get mad at me oxford dictionaries is a dictionary talking about how words are currently used in the english language oxford english dictionary is a historical record of how words have been used throughout time so stan is not in the oxford english dictionary though it very it very well may be soon but it is in Oxford dictionaries. It is a word that is in common usage now. So I asked her, who was the first person to use stan as a verb? And she looked at their records for the word and it actually went back to a tweet in 2008, which I thought was really interesting.
1: Do you mind reading us the definition of stan that comes from the Oxford dictionaries? I would love to, and I'm really glad that you asked. So
2: stan as a noun, is, an overzealous or obsessive fan of a particular celebrity. As in, he has millions of stans who are obsessed with him and call him a rap god. But as a verb, it's, be an overzealous or obsessive fan of a particular celebrity. As in, y'all know I stand for Katy Perry, so I was excited to see the artwork for her upcoming album. Um, Well, how does a word like stan first come to your attention and the other editors' attention?
3: So one of our editors added stan as a noun to our watch list in 2010. And once it was on our watch list, we periodically would look at it to see if it met our standards for inclusion. In order to be included in the dictionary, a word needs to be used over a period of time and in a wide range of sources. Mm-hmm. Um and so over time we saw that stan was becoming more mainstream and that's why we eventually decided to add it.
2: Okay. And I imagine in the olden days of dictionary making people would just look at like look through books to find the first use of a word. But what's the process now since there's so many different places people are writing?
3: Back back in the 19th century, the way that dictionaries worked was that people would read through books and painstakingly write index cards with all the the interesting words and meanings that they found, um, and then they would send those into the dictionary office. Or and they were stored in these vast catalogs. Now, obviously, we have the whole internet available to us, um, and not only that, but there are are texts that have been digitized. You know, all the way back to the dawn of writing in English, so the available research we can do is amazing. Um, and one really exciting thing is social media, which allows us to see the kinds of words that it was really hard to collect citations for before the Internet. So uh, from two, as, as early as 2006, people were making urban dictionary entries for "stan" meaning a fan. Mm-hmm. But when we went to, when we go and research something, we look elsewhere as well. So we knew that it had a, that the Eminem song from 2001 was the likely origin of this word. And so that gave us a starting point. Um, and then we found that it was used in other, um, in, in, an, in another song lyric from Not long after that
2: Mm -hmm. oh nas and ether are you talking about
3: yes nas and ether was that was so that 2001 example hanging
0: with little chase you a fan a phony a fake a pussy a stand i still whip your ass you 36 in a karate class
2: um so with like a song lyric like nas ether you are able to use song lyric databases um
3: there are let me see how i can actually yes someone checked that one on youtube okay (laughs) so we we tend to try um like the library of congress first Mm -hmm. um but if that's not available but we and we have but we have the song and we're able to listen to it and transcribe the audio ourselves then we can do that so in this case we transcribed that first quotation for now so so in this case the noun to verb shift every part of speech and every sense of a word needs to be separately researched so that we can see the full picture. Um, and at the moment, the, 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 the earliest evidence that we're finding is um, from Twitter. And so from 2008, now that probably means that it was in use orally before that, but not in places where we can easily get at the
2: early evidence. So um I looked up the phrase that um you guys sent as the earliest use of stan as a verb in Twitter and found the status. The person who wrote it, can they be credited with like can they be credited as coining stan as a verb? We uh, at the at the
3: OED, we rarely call the first citation that we have a coinage. It's the first recorded use. Okay. So with slang I would hesitate. I would usually hesitate to say that it's a coinage, mm-hmm. among other things, because if someone's using it and they don't explain what it means, that means everyone knows, which suggests that it's already being used in at least one speech community. But in this case, English something turning nouns into verbs is something that English does. Mm -hmm. So once you have that original noun use, it's kind of available to be used in this way. It's not a surprising development for it to start being used as a verb.
2: What will it take for stan to make it into the OED?
3: Um, It just needs to continue to be used. Like, it's, it's passed a lot of, we've already started to research it, and it's well over a decade old in the noun use. Um, And that's kind of one of, it's not a hard and fast rule, but that's like one of the rules of thumbs for the OED because it's a historical dictionary. We like to wait for things to develop a little bit and establish their meaning because once something goes in the OED, it never comes out. Stance lasted for a long time and it's increasingly widely used. So I think it has a good, a good chance. And that's why we've been
2: continuing to research it. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today, Catherine. My pleasure. Have a good afternoon. You too. Bye.
1: Anne Derek gaillot is a writer for The Outline. This isn't the first time Anne has worked on The Stand Beat. Back in July, she spoke to producer John Lagomarsino, about Stans who become disillusioned by their celebrities and decide to unstan. Here's that segment.
4: The world of devoted fan Twitter, or Stan Twitter, was rocked on July 1st when a Kendall Jenner Stan account at KNJ Daily posted a 17-tweet-long thread explaining why the people running it would be abandoning the account. The account tweeted 14 examples of Kendall's problematic behavior after posting, quote, disclaimer, we are aware we should have stopped giving her a pass a long time ago, but at least we came to our senses, okay. So in light of this, Anne-Derek Gaillot talked to a bunch of stan Twitter experts about what it means to unstan. Did I get that right? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Anne. Hi, John. Let's start at the very beginning. What is a stan and why is it called that?
2: Stan can be defined as a stalker fan, which, um, or like a super fan, but the origin of the word, many people attribute it to the song Stan.
0: I know you probably hear this every day, but I'm the biggest fan.
2: By Eminem from the year 2000 about a really obsessed fan of his.
4: And now what we call Twitter stands are, are pretty much that, right? Yes
2: the fire behind stan twitter is totally coming from middle schoolers and high schoolers who are just really identifying with certain artists and trying to find community with other people that love them
4: stans on twitter are like more organized and more engaged than just being fans of of these people right
2: so stands have feel like they have a way bigger responsibility to artists than regular fans do. Um, one stand I talked to, a Miley stan named Zach Williams, um, just spoke to me about how important it was for him to support Miley when she started her music career because not only did he want her to be successful, he also just wanted her to be happy.
4: Whoa. Did she even know he existed?
2: Yes, she did. Um, oh. He made a t-shirt for her that said, RIP Miley Cyrus. And he actually got to give it to her at a fan meet and greet. And she wore it. She messaged him, like thanking him, included him in Instagrams. And they've met a lot of times before. And I think that personal connection that people can get through, you know, connecting through social media with an artist, that puts a lot of pressure on stands to continue being stands. Like, the um KJ Daily account that made that viral thread, when I spoke to them, one of the things they told me was that they were afraid to call out Kendall before because they knew that Kendall followed them and they were afraid of what her reaction would be.
4: So we're kind of getting to why you would want to unstand for someone. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. I tried to reach out to stands of people that I thought were problematic. So I reached out to Miley Cyrus Stans, Kendall Jenner stands, Kylie Jenner stands because all those people have been accused of well have participated in cultural appropriation. And so they get a lot of justified criticism online and they have a ton of people that stick up for them. And then on the other side, I reached out to people who stand for folks like Chris Brown or R. Kelly or Kodak Bat black people who have committed acts of violence against others, but still have these stan communities that are really devoted to defending them.
4: Is, is standing for a problematic celebrity then kind of a balancing act between, like, when is the threshold that they're so bad that it's more of a liability to come out against them?
2: So I spoke to Agia Chagre and Kayla Thomas, um, hosts of the podcast Fan of a Fan, they, through their podcasts, they've been doing it for a year, and they talk about all different aspects of fan and stan culture. They explained it really well that kind of your threshold for putting up with a problematic uh, celebrity's problematic behavior is really a reflection of the kind of behavior that you um, condone in your real life.
0: Um, we talked about it in our, what episode was it, um, All Your Faves Are Problematic, and we really just... We kind of touched on how it has to do with a lot with personal growth. It's not always just what you'd accept from your favorite artist, but these are sometimes things that you'd accept in real life as well. And so a lot of times it just comes from you having to like grow up and say, okay, I wouldn't accept this behavior from anyone. I shouldn't really accept it from Chris Brown either. And I think some people are just so enamored with their fave that they can't do any wrong. And also some people learn to separate the art from the artist and they have no problem with defending them because they can sing really well. You know, there's a running joke about Chris Brown being a horrible person until the BET Awards comes around every year and he dances his way back in everyone's heart. Um I know that I used to be a huge Chris Brown fan and I used to defend him. And I think I just kind of grew up and I got I grew out of that mindset that he can do no wrong because I mean obviously he can. <laughs> so for me personally, I think it just has to do with personal growth, and eventually you just get tired of defending them constantly because they never stop messing up, you know.
4: These stands have big, popular Twitter accounts to the point where they're almost like fan club leaders. Uh, what are their followers? How do their followers react when when a stand goes unstan?
2: Yeah. So the reaction to K&J Daily's unstanding was, from what they told me, super wide-ranging, where a lot of people were pissed at them, calling them fake and haters. Other folks, they said, messaged them saying, I wish I could do the same thing. And other people who were already um, anti-Kendall folks, you know, just messaged them saying, like, props for what you did. (laughs) So it was a wide-ranging thing. But afterwards... Um, the person I talked to from the account said that they felt really justified in in um posting that thread because they wanted to show that you don't have to tolerate someone's bad actions because they're your idol. Um, you can understand whenever you like.
1: This concludes another dispatch. Thank you so much for listening. Remember that if you like our show, you can rate or review it on Apple Podcasts. It's really helpful when you do that. I'm Adrian Jeffries, and we'll be back tomorrow with more stories.